Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Marketing Ideas Podcast. I'm super excited to share this episode with you as I spoke with Tim Reed of Small Business Big Marketing Show. Small Business Big Marketing is Australia's number one marketing show and is regularly ranked as the number one marketing show on the Apple iTunes Store. Tim has been in marketing for many, many years, first working in big corporations and then moving into small business. He's produced over 132 episodes of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. So if anyone has any ideas at all to share on marketing, it is Timbo Reed. If you have any questions, please leave a comment on the Marketing Ideas Podcast site at www.marketingideaspodcast.com. I know Tim would love to hear from you, so if you have a question, leave it on the blog and I'll make sure it get, gets answered. Hey Tim, thanks for joining me today. Absolute pleasure, Case. Pleasure to be here. Hello everyone. I'm a bit excited to talk to you because I feel you're in a unique position um, with your background, for example. You did 20 years in corporate marketing mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. now you've, you've um, I don't know how, how many business owners you would have spoken to over the last few years since doing small business, big marketing, but you're up to 180 episodes of your show mm. as well as giving talks and in the forum. And So, you, I, yeah, how any idea how many people you've spoken oh, to? It'd just be in the thousands, I suppose, because uh, having started a proper, I guess what I do now is probably 80% of my time is spent, no, not time, that's not true, 80% of my income is generated from speaking. So, and often the audience is anywhere between, you know, like 50 and three or 400. So, Gosh. yeah, I get in front of a lot of, lot of small business owners, which I absolutely love. And in different markets too, like yeah. especially going off the, the podcast, there isn't pretty much one interview that's the same as the other in terms of who you're speaking to and what market they're in. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it, about small business but and, and marketing too because it reaches such a broad audience. That's almost one of the reasons I got into marketing, which was like you got to work on so many diverse businesses. But, you know, like last week I spoke uh, at an I, keep, I know one day I'm going to say undertakers, but it was underwriters, an insurance <laughs> underwriters conference. The yep. week before financial planners. Next week, I'm speaking to caravan and camping oh, cool. ground owners. Um, it's wonderful, you know. And, and what's really interesting about that is that you know what the the print the marketing principles are the same. You could be talking to any industry, and the marketing principles and opportunities generally are the same. So yeah, I guess that's a point. It really is, is it? Like because you know everybody is my business is different. Oh yeah, that that I'll that's a limiting up. belief. Yeah, but I mean, in your experience, if you say that, I think people should listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I do. I kind of um, one of the things I do at the top end of a, one of my keynotes is um, I actually lay the limiting beliefs on the table um, that all small businesses are. It's a good kind of public speaking trick, if you like, or tactic, which is to just put them out on the table so that someone at some point doesn't heckle you and say, oh, yeah, yeah, but my business is different, mate. <laughs> and it's like, well, I've already said it's not, so it's not. <laughs> you know, like in saying it, it, just by saying it doesn't make no. your, doesn't make it right. But it, um, it is a limiting belief that stops many small business owners cranking out great marketing. All right. So today's topic is, mm-hmm. I guess, and it can... 
there can be tangents, but with an overall theme of the opportunities that you see with marketing in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, is there any opportunities? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, it, it, I should ask too, yep. people listening at the other end, generally small business owners, aren't they? Yeah, Case. they are. Yeah. Love you. I love yous. <laughs> Just love small business. We're so willing to, you know, the fact that they're listening to this, they want to grow, they're into personal development, you know, they want to be better. They've, they've, you know, they've decided to create something that they love, hopefully. And if you haven't, then stop doing it and find something you love, I reckon. But I digress. The, you know, bottom line in this discussion, Casey, is that there has never been a better time to market a small business. Really? It is. Oh, wow. You know, this is coming from me who spent a long time in a large advertising agency. I worked as the marketing manager at Flight Center. I've been in kind of – I've seen a lot of money spent on marketing that doesn't isn't necessarily working – uh, it could be it has been spent poorly and and things back then were so expensive you know to get a video done to get anything done really was just really expensive but from what I see things are becoming cheaper more accessible the technology to create great marketing is becoming more accessible and I think this is really exciting so all the changes that are happening in the marketing world play directly into the hands of us small business owners for sure. Excellent. And things are becoming easier too. The, I guess like, for example, taking the video, it's you don't need a big massive camera with a, an overhead boom mic anymore. Oh. You can just have your iPhone or your Samsung. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, it's just, anyway, I, actually, I think that's very exciting. Well, you know, exactly. You know, like limiting beliefs. Here's the three things outside of, oh, it's not, my, it's not for my industry. Like just for the time of this interview if anyone's if anyone's listening whoever's listening like drop the limiting beliefs of it's not for my industry oh it takes too much time this marketing stuff oh it's too expensive or it's too complicated just put them aside and listen to us just for the next however long because they they are stopping you from embracing great marketing you know like you use video marketing as an example casey that's like you've got a really good camera in your pocket i mean it is you know that that iphone or What'd you say, Samsung? I don't that? know. I was just trying to. Gosh. Mark, I was trying to talk to everybody. Oh, you <laughs> were trying I, to I'm be inclusive. IPhone, so yeah, I'm. Just, oh, I've actually coined a phrase no. called marketing, <laughs> okay. because and it's completely biased towards the, the wonderful Apple brand. But from what I can tell, uh, and look, I don't use a PC, but. From what I can tell, Macs are absolutely set up to market small businesses with just their ease of use, but also just some of the applications that have been made for Mac, you know, things like ScreenFlow. Yep. Um, you know, I use QuickTime often, um, just just the way it's set up to be so easy for small business owners who don't need to learn new stuff. No, and it also goes to not just the marketing, but in business. So I've been to many like cafes, for example, where their point of sale is an iPad. Yeah. And it's hooked up to their FPOS, you know, machine or it's not even the whole machine anymore. It's like a little swipey thing. Seeing it more and more. I was and, in a cafe in Singapore only a couple of weeks ago and they handed out the iPads as the menus. Oh, and then, wow. Yeah, you could go into like interrogate the wines and the beers and you could see photos of the dishes and what other people were saying about those dishes and it was kind of quite, uh, yeah, it was interesting, very uh, very useful, yeah. very helpful. Absolutely. And service-based businesses 
for example, uh, like plumbers and carp cleaners that go out on jobs. Having There's many opportunities there to use an iPad. So many. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> Well, well, it's the same, I guess. Not, not really. I mean, you know, 2014, um, I think we're going to see a little bit of a tipping point in that regard this year. I think, you know, I had a fellow come around uh, a few weeks ago to do a quote on fixing my pool and, you know, it was it's not going to be a cheap job uh, and he did go about it very old school. He was pulling out samples of the, you know, different surfaces. We have to get a pool resurfaced and these different surfaces and it was all very, very old school. He, he handed me a written quote. In fact, he went away and then posted me a written quote. I just think what we're going to see, we're going to see less and less of that this year and next year where iPads really are going to be brought out in all different sorts of selling and marketing situations. Yeah, like for example, and I, I don't have a pool and I've never quoted on resurfacing a pool, but I what? will. What? Hang on. <laughs> Let's get that right. You, you've I, never quoted on resurfacing never, a pool? I've never done that, honestly. What are you doing? I don't know. What have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> but like sure, and this is not to belittle him or anyone, but I, I'm sure there would be some kind of technology where you could – Put input numbers on the premises, so how yeah. big the pool is, what surface you wanted, and it could just spit out a figure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But all that seems very hard. And again, you know, going to somewhere like okay, you go well. The medium there is the iPad. Uh, what's the program look like that's going to do that? Well, you know, you may well need to get something written. But again, as more and more people get on to these outsourcing sites, and I'm a very big proponent of, of putting together a virtual marketing team and by that I mean having people a players somewhere in the world helping you market your business so having a you know pay-per-click person maybe in Sydney having a designer in Serbia like I've got having a you know a, a, a coder you know somewhere else and just surrounding yourself with good people and getting a little program like that written for the pool guy wouldn't be that hard but clearly, um, there's a kind of there is a bit of a learning curve and an awareness around. Oh, really? Yeah, there is a site like Elance or Odesk or Freelancer that actually you can find people to do that. Oh, absolutely. And mm. I guess it's like you say, it's learning and awareness. Like for example, my dad only just got an iPhone. Yeah. End of last year, I think. Right. And he's absolutely wrapped with it, mm. but he can't use it. <laughs> really? And no. Well, you know, he, he can make phone calls and he's learning texting. And he, uh, but I, I spoke to him the other day, and he just discovered that there's the calendar function. Oh, god! And I mean, I I have been helping him, but I didn't mention the calendar function because to me it's just obvious. Yeah, well, but it's not obvious. You know, you know, even that the whole the whole calling it a phone, well, it's yeah. kind of like I wonder if Apple will continue to do that um, because you th- you think about the actual way you use. And most, I would say, talking about the majority of people use their iPhone or their smartphone, phones almost like in terms of apps, it's one of the – it's not the primary app anymore, I would argue. I mean, there's texting, there's all the social media. I mean, how many times do you open up Facebook or Twitter on your iPhone versus opening up your phone, you know? Yeah. Well, I deleted Facebook off my phone for that reason. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But Twitter is still there, so yes. Why'd you keep Twitter? Um, I use that more as, I guess, uh, reading, let's say, news or, you know, keeping up to date with different right um, blogs or people that write things that I want to read rather than social. So I guess it's my 
newsreader. Yep. Where I, I don't read papers or watch the news, so I get it yeah. all from there. Okay. Whereas, whereas Facebook is more about friends and family. So. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah. you know, coming back to that discussion, you know, like the, the, uh, there has never been a better time to market a small business. And it's and what, what I mean by that is there are some amazing ways of, you know, to be able to create video on a shoestring, which we, we really, you know, last year I'd be saying, eh, look, do it if you can. I'm more inclined this year to say, no, 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 start creating video. Um, the ability to create audio. You know, so simple. I think audio is, you know, like absolutely an under underutilized marketing channel. Um, should be more of it. Should be more. We should be seeing more podcasts. We should be seeing more sound files on websites. You know, if you can't, if if, if creating an introduction, if creating an introduction video to your business just seems too hard, or you don't like staring down the barrel of a camera, then at least go to somewhere like SoundCloud and bang out a quick two minute audio. And embed that on the front page of your website. Simple thing. It's engaging. It's personal, personal, you know. And so that again, really, really easy. And and being able to do that on the hop, you know, again on your on your smartphone. There's a free recording app, voice memo app on smartphones. Don't wait till you've got the perfect microphone, or don't wait till you've got the perfect script, or just bang out some new marketing and see how easy it is. And also on the cost side of things, people might think, because it used to be we had to have, um, was it Adobe Acrobat or audio? <laughs> and that was just horrendous and expensive and embedding it and then playing it on devices didn't work. And anyway, <laughs> but yeah. this, for example, we're talking on Skype, so that's free other than the mm-hmm. internet. Um, I have a call recorder, which I was once off $20 purchase five mm-hmm. years ago or something. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you have a really awesome, expensive mic. But, but hey, I this, don't. So you know, isn't that interesting? But here's the thing: I don't. I mean, it depends what you call awesome <laughs> and expensive. It is awesome, and it was two hundred and thirty dollars okay, on the Apple Store. Yeah. And um, again, you know, limiting belief. Oh, it's too. All this stuff's too technical. I mean, to create, and this would be no different to you. I mean, anyone who spends a whole lot of dough trying to get a podcast up is really been misled because, uh, from an equipment point of view. Um, Everyone's got a computer, so you've got your computer. Um, Audacity, I record into Audacity when I'm just recording myself. Now, that's free and that's that's across both platforms, the light side that we call Apple, the dark side that we others call P, uh, PC. Um, and then, you know, set of headphones, you've got headphones. Uh, and as you say, if you want to do interviews, you use Skype, which is free, and Skype call recorder. I would spend money. If there was money to be spent, it would be uh, on the strategy behind mm the marketing content that you're going to create. And what I mean by that is, okay, well, if you're comfortable with the technology behind creating a video or a podcast or, or whatever form of useful marketing you're going to create, then spend time really figuring out what is it going to be about. What are, what, what are your customers and prospects want to hear, hear about from you? And, and, that, and spend time getting what I call your editorial mission right and um, – that's where a lot of people fall down. And I guess that also isn't that difficult to do if they, if the people listening, you know, either listen to small business big marketing or get involved like for in your forum or mm. one of that kind of um, kind of thing. It's not, it wouldn't be that difficult. Like they don't need to sit there and, you know, bang their head against the wall. What do I do? There's too much. I don't know where to start. 
Do I do podcasting? Do I do video? Do I do blah? Yeah. There, yeah. There's resources out there to to help you. Well, I'll give, them, I'll give them the tip. Uh, we're talking about, so we're kind of, yeah, we're kind of going, a little, it's a curved road between your question and getting the answer about, you know, best marketing in 2014. But, you know, by the way, the quick answer to that is just start doing what you've been meaning to do. You know, like blog, I still think blogs are underutilized. You know, like blogs were around when the internet was invented. It was one of the first applications of the internet, you know, um, but Boy, oh boy, I'm still seeing not not enough small businesses blogging. Blogging is a great way to share your opinions, gain trust, put, position yourself as an opinion leader. But, you know, in terms of that process we talk about, number one, um, choose a medium that you're really comfortable with, writing, then blog. Um, if you like staring down the barrel of a camera, then do video. And by the way, you don't have to stare down the barrel. You can go and get a, a, a bit of software like ScreenFlow or Camtasia, which allows you to record what's happening on your screen and what you're saying. You don't even have to be seen. Or go and record some webinars. That's an easy way to do video. Or do a Google Hangout. You know, so many ways. Um, or if you just like speaking, then then do some audio stuff on SoundCloud or create a podcast. But choose a medium, not even where you think your customers are, like because sometimes what you've got to do is market your marketing. So if you go, oh, but, you know, I, I hear people say, oh, yeah, but my, my customers don't listen to podcasts. Okay, well, that's not a reason not to do podcasts. What it just means is that once you get your podcast up and running, you've got to tell them that you've got a podcast. Okay. Uh, you know, so, again, not enough businesses market their marketing, but that's another discussion altogether. But it's um, – so choose your medium. Then there's two – I reckon there's two things to do. One is go and answer all the frequently asked questions that you ever you, you all you get asked all the time from prospects and customers, and write a blog post on each of them, or create a video or an audio on each of them, and answer those, and put them on an FAQ part of your website, or on a YouTube channel, or both. You know, um, and then the second part is to get clear if you're going to go then say okay, I'm going to create a video series or uh, an audio series or I'm going to write an e-book or I'm going to publish a, a proper book or whatever form of, you know, smart 2014 marketing you're going to create, then get clear on your editorial mission. And that sounds all very uh, complicated. It's not. An editorial mission is simply a, like a little boundary, a little fence that you put around yourself that determines what content you're going to create and what content you're going to say no to. And it's made up of three questions. What have you got to offer to who and what outcome can they expect? What have you got to offer to who and what outcome can they expect? So the editorial mission of my brand, Small Business Big Marketing, is marketing tips and tricks for service-based businesses to generate more inquiry. And if that's my editorial mission, then it's quite easy for me mm. to decide who to interview on my podcast, yep. what to talk about in my forum, what to talk about from stage. You know, like it absolutely dictates the content that I create. So that's about as complicated as, as it gets, Casey. That seems reasonably easy, um, if that's the correct term. <laughs> to Well, you know, to sit down and you go, okay, who? Are, what am I doing and who am I doing it for? Mm -hmm. And once you've decided that, which if you've been in business, I guess, for any period of time, it would be reasonably easy to see who who it is that your main customers are. And mm -hmm. then if you're going to blog, podcast, video, everything you do, is it pushing that mission? You know, is it doing this for that person? Yep. And then 
Wham bam. Thank oh you, ma'am. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wasn't going to finish it. I didn't know. That is so inappropriate. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Well, that <laughs> seems reasonably easy. Yeah. Well, I just think that, you know, we could get really caught up with, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of modern marketing techniques. And just going back to that initial question of marketing in 2014, you know, we've touched on video. You've got to create some video. And, and uh, you know, it is just about creating, a, a, it might be an introductory video. It might be answering your frequently asked questions to video. It might be doing a weekly news update for your industry. You know, I was talking to a real estate agent on the weekend and, you know, a simple video uh, solution for them would be to, well, go back a step. What problem could they solve that their prospects have? And the problem is that the prospects, people come into a suburb wanting to know about the suburb, but no one's really putting their hand up and saying, hey, we're the source of all knowledge when it comes to this suburb. Mm. So to me, that's an obvious, obvious marketing play then for a real estate agent to say, you know what? Because I live in a village down the beach in, in Melbourne or out of sight of Melbourne, 16 real estate agents, 16. And it's like one of those needs to put their hand up and own the suburb, you know, create the videos that talk about where are the schools, where are the social clubs, where are the cafes, you know, um, you know, all the different features and benefits of that of that suburb. I think that would be a really interesting thing for what one real estate agent. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you have a local Crime Stoppers kind of channel, but depending on the suburb, doesn't it? Well, uh, yeah, that's probably not the best. I mean, that, that's what I always look at when I move to a new place, but that's just... Ah, oh, very know. considered. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a chicken. <laughs> bit of a chick. Chicken. I won't finish. The, there's another word I usually put on the end of that, but... Okay. Anyway. Um, so, you know, uh, figuring out, like, what videos you're going to create, but... There is, uh, I lost my train of thought then, suffice to say that you've got to go and create, you start embracing some of these new world marketing techniques. I suppose mobile is another one that really is. I mean, again, you know, we've been talking about it now for a couple of years in terms of making sure your website is responsive because the reality is, I mean, smartphones and tablets are are now outselling computers and laptops. That's just, that's fact. Yep. So we're all consuming media on much smaller screens. We are researching and buying and entertaining ourselves on much smaller screens. So uh, it is incumbent upon us, the business owner, the website owner, to make sure that our information is consumable on those screens. And I'm seeing far too many websites, big and small, by big and small brands, by the way, that are just still not resizing themselves to be uh, readable on these screens. Um, can't believe how many emails I get that I can't read on my iPhone. Mm. You know, like, what's that about? Like, lose the HTML, guys, and just go with some text-based emails. At the end of the day, you're trying to solve a problem for someone by sending them an email, not trying to impress them with fancy graphic design because we can't read it. You know, so there is an expense there. Uh, if you have got, if you're sitting on a website that isn't responsive, i.e., doesn't isn't viewable on the smaller screens, then, yeah, you are, you know, you, you're probably leaving a whole lot of money on the table because I certainly know when I get to a website that obviously can't be read or you have to, you know, zoom in, zoom out to read or go horizontal with your phone. or It's like it's too hard, you know. Absolutely. I, so, uh, I always get off those websites yeah. quickly and just shake my head and go, why? Do you, do you shake your finger like and go... 
<laughs> no. No, yeah. I, I I do think mm, I should tell them, and then I, yeah, it's not my problem. Although, well, you know, there's a business there, isn't there? There's there's a there's a business idea there for someone to um to to educate small business owners on that. Because unfortunately, I mean, unless you're in the kind of online world, if you you know you know this stuff, but most small businesses aren't. In fact, in, in Australia, fifty three percent of small businesses still don't have a website. Wow, you know, figure that one out. Um, but you know, there's just a whole lot of people leaving a whole lot of money on the table by not dishing up marketing that not only marketing that's um, not readable, like that's just like that's 101 stuff. But one of the things that I'm spending more and more time on this year, Casey, is this notion of helpful marketing. Okay. And I'm kind of getting a fair bit of traction with it. It's, it's effectively taking this, you know, like two years ago, it was the social media discussion. In terms of what I was getting booked for to speak, uh, it moved on to content marketing, which is more and more people are approaching me to talk about content marketing, which you know I love and is absolutely here to stay. Is you're creating content right now by doing this interview, but um, I've kind of pushed it forward a bit and packaged it up as being helpful marketing. And again, this year I think we're going to see more and more businesses create pull marketing, which is helpful and not push marketing, which is unhelpful. Push marketing is advertising, direct marketing, um, sponsorship, you know, opportunities to say buy from me, buy now, closing soon because the, the nature of that type of marketing is generally you have limited amount of space. You know, you've got an ad in a paper or on radio or you've got a, a flyer that goes into a letterbox or whatever it may be and that has limited space and I think marketers have always felt the need to go straight for the straight for the I don't know whether you've read Gary Vaynerchuk's new book but he talks about you know jab 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 right hook okay no I haven't but okay so so Vaynerchuk social media expert he talks about jabs being opportunities to be helpful and the right hook being uh, an opportunity to ask for the sale and his the premise of it is offer a lot more jabs than you do right hooks so for every uh, every 10 jabs, you offer, yep. then ask for one sale. Then, then there's an opportunity to ask for the sale. So I think we should be, and that's not just in social media. I think the opportunity for business owners to create helpful marketing, again in the form of videos or audios or self-publishing a book or a blog post or opening up a forum. Um, these are all ways that you, the business owner, can help your prospects become more informed. Uh, and develop stronger opinions as to where they should buy from. And if you, if you do that, if you are seen as the helpful business, then you are more likely to get on the shopping list, yeah? Yeah, and, and get more opportunities. Get more opportunities and probably charge closer to what you think you're worth because when you are helpful, you're building an emotional connection between you and your prospects and in building that emotional connection, they feel a little bit more committed to buying from you or at least to putting you on their shopping list, right? And you can charge just a little bit more. It becomes less about price and more about the fact that they are they regard you more highly as, as a business that's trustworthy, helpful, familiar, whatever you whatever you talk about. But it's like that's how you build a brand. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, a good point, Um I mean, some people, they it's always about the lowest price and that's fine. 
But mm. like an example from my life is that when I go to a petrol station, I don't generally go to the one, you know, if you go shopping, you sometimes you get a dock at, you know, 10 cents off or 4 cents off. Mm. I don't go to those ones. I always go to the the other one that do, does the work for me, <laughs> that pumps <laughs> my petrol for me. <laughs> Gee, there's not many of them around. No, there's not. And and they're they're generally very um it's always free because everybody else has backed up 10 cars behind the you know the <laughs> so-called cheaper ones but you know you drive in and someone comes out and says how's it going and how much do you want or you know what do you want fill her yeah. up and, oh, and I'm, like, I'm unaware of any service station in Melbourne that offers that however it's such an ace idea it's like you know there's a great saying when everyone else is shouting whisper and that's a great example. All the other service stations offering those loyalty discounts and, you know, four cents off, ten cents off, blah, blah, are shouting. And yeah. the bloke who's coming out and filling up your tank, he's whispering. Yeah, and it's just it's a way of getting noticed. It's a way of being different in a, in a crowded marketplace. I think so. And, it's, yeah, I don't know, like maybe I'm just different. But for me that's – I mean, I know how to pump petrol and I don't mind doing it. But, you know, <laughs> while he's doing that, I could be washing the windscreen or something, getting an We are learning so much about you today, Casey. We've got <laughs> you, uh, you know how to pump petrol, which is amazing. That's amazing. You don't do pull quotes. No. So don't, anyone don't listening, call me for that. contact. No, don't contact Case for, for a pull quote. Uh, we'll extract one more little insight before this interview <laughs> finishes. Oh, it's all very interesting, isn't it? Mm. Hey, um, you know, you know, um, yes. Again, I keep see. I keep coming back to the spine of this interview, which is 2014 marketing. I touched on blogs before. I mean, that's it's like, that's old school, isn't it? But um, for someone who's like you and who I and I, again. well, yeah, and it's just again, it's like Google like you to update your website. That's kind of again, that's online marketing 101. Keep it fresh. I mean, if you don't, your website is becoming like a stale, is like a stagnant pond. It becomes smelly. And if it becomes smelly, no one will go near it. Google uh, come inside behind your site, index your site as often as they think it needs to be. And if you stop updating your site with fresh new content, new images, new words, new pages, new posts, they're, um, they're going to kind of slowly stop coming in and indexing because there's nothing to index. Yep. And then, right. therefore, your rankings plummet if they were ever up there anyway because you're not updating your site. So blogs are really good at allowing you to update your site quickly and easily. Yes. And, and- – Ease is, I guess, a big factor for small yeah. business owners. Yeah, um, it is. So using, you know, a content management or a website system, we'll say, with with the the ability to update it frequently. This day and age, it's not hard to do. Mm. It's, you know, if somebody's built your website, they should be able to give you a lesson, an hour's yep. lesson how to update your website by yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um. There's not really what, any excuse not to have that ability anymore. No, there's not, and there is to. I mean, and website developers and designers, listen up if you are listening. Um, <laughs> there are too many of you who are still making it hard for <gasps> clients to update their websites, and it might be hard because your content management system you used is is only usable by you, or you're charging too much uh, for every fifteen minutes yes. uh, for the work to be done. And look, I know we've all got to make a dollar. 
and we're all in this to make money and, and to be in business, but um, there is a problem out there that there's far, I, I'm coming across far too many uh, business owners who complain about those two things. Don't know how to do it, cost me too much. Yeah, I, I, I come across those people too, <laughs> which is unfortunate because I just, I don't understand. I, I, that seems a bit silly to say, but I, I, um, I see people with websites with, that use uh, a format that's proprietary software or it's expensive software that, you know, that their web company has deemed to be the best and that's fine. Everybody's got their preference, but it's just, it's not necessary. It's, no, it's and it's not, not it's not, you know, again, marketing 101, keep your customer in mind, top of mind, and that kind of, that approach isn't. Uh, maybe what these web companies need to do is charge more upfront for the design and development, knowing that at the back end they're not going to make as much. But I think some of them create cheap websites knowing that they're going to lock someone into a content management system that oh, they can yes. then charge to, you know, make changes to. Could be wrong. Yep, but maybe. I think- that's what it is. That that sounds reasonable. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I'll give you. I'll give you another old school. Yes. It's kind of new again. It's like books, books. You know, again, like ten years ago, it was it, it was really expensive to write a book. In fact, uh, to publish a book. In fact, you generally had to get a, a publisher, like a Penguin or a Harper Collins or something like that. Uh, but now. You can go and write a book and self-publish it, and get it on Amazon, and and get hard copies printed for like three dollars a unit through sites like Blurb, and it's like all of a sudden having a book is such a powerful marketing play, and this is it's become easy. So a lot of this old marketing is new again, and it's accessible and cheap because of the internet. The internet's been the game changer, and. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of clients, a lot of colleagues publishing books, physical books, you know, things that you can pass across the table to a prospect and say, hey, I wrote a book about this. I've got a mate, he owns um, a boat sales business, literally a boatyard, uh, and he wrote a book called Honey, Let's Buy a Boat. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it has changed his business. It's added six figures to his net profit last wow. year. Um, because all of a sudden he's seen as the go-to guy uh, yep. on boating. He's seen as an opinion leader. He's been uh, confident enough to express his opinions in a book. He hands that book out willy-nilly to anyone who wants a copy. He also charges. It's, you can also buy it for 30 bucks. but it's like a glorified business card for him, and it's got him. it's developed a speaking career for him. For him. He's been retained by a couple of marina owners in Australia. Um, it's just put him on the map. And what happens is, not just books, by the way, but what I'm about to tell you happens often when you do create helpful marketing, you get warm leads. So, and I see this all the time with my business and my podcast where I get emails and phone calls from people now saying, hey, Timbo, I feel as though I know you. And it's because they've consumed your marketing before they've called you, they've, they've listened to your podcast, they've read your blogs, they've read your book or whatever it may be, and this becomes, it takes, pressures, it takes pressure off the sales process. Yes. Which many of us hate. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. And it, I guess that goes to that whole getting to know you, like you and trust you mm. thing that they, um, that, that's happened before they've actually spoken to you. That's it. So, in terms of the sales process, they've come to you, as you say, they're warm. 
they know you, they like you, and they either do or they're beginning to trust you. Yep. Willing to chat about whatever it is they need to chat to you about. Love that. Love it. That's awesome. How are we going, Case? Am I? Uh, I reckon. My passing. <laughs> I don't know. People out there in, <laughs> yeah, in podcast yeah. land, send us a an email and tell us. No, I reckon that's given everybody something to think about. Good. Um, hopefully to do as well. Mm. Um, and uh, that would be great if people actually did something from this this chat. Well, I got to say, if there is a if there is a common thread, as you said at the start of this chat, I've interviewed. I'm up to episode 180 uh, as of this week with my show. So I've interviewed 180 successful small business owners that are cranking out some form of great marketing. That's kind of the premise of being on the Small Business Big Marketing Show. And the one common thread amongst all of them is action. Every single one of them takes action. It doesn't necessarily, might not be the right, the perfect action at the time, but they've moved forward by taking action. And I'm seeing this inside my forum at the moment where people, well, in fact, only yesterday I was reading a, a post by one of the members who said, you know, like, boy, oh boy, I'm at the, I'm, he, he was at the point of his Evernote was like just expe- <laughs> blowing up with ideas. You know, listen to this podcast, register this domain name, uh, start a Google AdWords campaign, um, get in contact with this person about this idea. And it was like all these ideas were coming because he, he consumes so many podcasts, re- reads so many business books and blogs. And it's like that's not the – certainly that's not the result I'm looking for from the people who who tune in to me. The result is what did you do with one of those ideas that you heard? Yes. And – they're the emails that I love getting uh, and they're the forum posts that I love reading, which is, Timbo, you said you, sh- you suggested I do this or you talked about this. I've done it. Um, it didn't work at the start. I made a couple of changes and now I'm starting to see some traction with it and thank you. And that's kind of take action. Just do one thing. I mean, if there's one thing that kind of resonated in this chat between Casey and I, then just go and do that. Delete everything else. Mm. You know, or put it on a list and then start at the top. Work it, it on a Did list. it work? Or you know, change it? No. Okay, strike it off. If just finishing gone. that called the one thing. Can't remember who the author is at the moment. Ah, uh, yes. Hang on, it's right here on my desk. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> How funny is that? Gary so did- Keller. Yeah, Gary Keller, like it's just to that premise. Do one thing. Like focus on choose what the what's the most imp- what's that one thing that's going to have the biggest impact on your business this week, and do that. You know, and and have the courage to, and it does take courage. It's not yeah, just a simple decision. The courage to um, push everything else aside, and if that means physically taking everything else off your desk that doesn't relate to that one thing, then do it. Or if you're more disciplined, at least uh, turn off metaphorically all those things that re- that don't relate to the one thing that you're going to focus on. Um, because um, he also argues that multitasking is is not possible. You know, we all think we can multitask. We all think we can watch, well, the classic one. It's not that funny really, but, you know, drive and text. I mean, that's not possible. No. Uh, it's only going to end one way. But, you know, we're watching telly with the iPad on the lap. We are, we've got social media open as we're trying to write a letter to a client. We've got, you know, like that's, that's just... I mean, I do. We all do it. I'm as guilty of it as anyone. I, I just, it, but you know, it's wrong. But sometimes we continue to do the dumb things, don't we? Yeah, and 
Yeah. Oh, I guess we can leave it there because we could <laughs> we could basically yeah, yeah, yeah. keep talking until the end of time about this, but we Correct. both need to go and take some action. Thanks so much, Case, for um, – well, for two, one, thanks for having me on your show. I really – I, I love being asked to be share the, share the marketing love and well done on and getting a show up. Yes, well, it's um, actually an extension of one I started back in 2010. Cool. <laughs> we don't want to rush these things. No, I, I like to plan and uh, take my time. <laughs> no. You're very it's, um, Yeah, it's, it's like you said uh, back in the chat, picking what you like to do. I guess, and yeah. it came. I came to the realization that over the last, you know, so many years, I do this on and off, and then I let it lapse. So it's obviously something I like to do. Yeah. So I'll keep doing it. And and if you continue to do it, uh, this is one of the things that I try to explain. Well, attempt to explain in my keynotes, which is really commit to it. Like, you want a quick fix? Go and run an ad in a local paper. If you want to get inquiry tomorrow, but if you want long term. Uh, develop a long-term loyalty and a really long tail in regards to your marketing, then go and start creating some really helpful marketing, some of the stuff we've talked about today. But but do it for six or 12 months and don't look for results. Just keep creating great marketing. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I plan to be here in 12 months, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm not known for my um, commitment. <laughs> Come on, Trace. Uh, commitment. Case, you got to just uh, get over that. and. Yes. Lean in. Lean in, as they say, in the lean startup. Oh, gosh, there's another book we could talk about. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Love, love your work, Casey. <laughs> um, if people want to learn more, they can go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Correct. And I'll put some links about so people can just click through if that's what their fancy is. Um, but, yeah, if somebody likes this and listens and does something, go to Tim and tell him what you did. He'd love to hear from you. I'd love to. Wouldn't you? Thanks, Casey. No worries. So there you go, listeners. <laughs> it was Tim Reed of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. So now you've heard that, what is the one thing you're going to do this week to move your business forward? I uh, am going to record some more episodes of the Marketing Ideas podcast and get them released on the website. So if you let me know what you're up to on the blog, I can keep in contact and make sure you follow through. And if you'd like to hear more from Tim, head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, sign up for his podcast. If uh, if any podcast you're going to listen to it should definitely be his, as well as this one, obviously. And um, if you've got any questions for Tim, he'd love to hear from you. So either hit him up at his website, smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, or leave a comment on the Marketing Ideas podcast site, and um, we'll get you sorted with your marketing.